0: You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. I think I'm still going to preach the sermon um, that the Lord gave me. I think it ties in, but He just gave me another piece of it this morning, uh, Another aspect of it, and I'm I'm assuming, and this this piece of it may end up being its own sermon down the road, but I believe that there's someone here that needs to hear this first off before we get into the rest of this, this morning. So, if you would turn with me to Isaiah 60. We're going to start there. If you have not read this before or are unfamiliar with it, the title in my, in my Bible is The Future Glory of Israel. I need you to hear real quick that you are, you are a part of that, Israel. You have been brought in as sons and daughters, adopted through the blood of Jesus Christ into this family, into the promises that are spoken in here this morning. So I just need you to hear it first. We're going to read the whole thing. Oh, I think it's 21 verses, 22 verses. But if you have not heard this before, if this is unfamiliar to you, we have a, we have a song that comes out of this passage that we sing here. Um, but just, just allow the words to wash over you as we read them this morning in, a, in agreement. Say yes and amen to what the Lord has to speak over you this morning. Verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. But the Lord will arise upon you. And His glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult because of the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news and praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered to you. The rams of Nebo, that one, shall minister to you. They shall come up with acceptance on my altar and I will beautify my beautiful house. And I will beautify my beautiful house. Who are those that fly like a cloud, and like doves to their windows? For the coastland shall hope for me, the ships of Tarshish first, to bring your children from afar their silver and gold with them. For the name of the Lord your God, for the Holy One of Israel, because He has made you beautiful. Foreigners shall build up your walls, and their kings shall minister to you. For in my wrath I struck you. But in my favor I have, made, I have had mercy on you. Your gates shall be opened continually. Day and night they shall not be shut. That people may bring to you the wealth of the nations with their kings led in possess- procession. For the nation and kingdom will not serve you, that will not serve you shall perish. Those nations shall be utterly laid waste. The glory of Lebanon shall come to you the cypress, the plain, the pine, the be- to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the place of my feet glorious. The sons of those who afflicted you shall come bending low to you, and all who despise you shall bow down at your feet. They shall call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated, With no one passing through, I will make you majestic forever, a joy from age to age. You shall suck the milk of nations. You shall nurse out the breasts of the kings. You shall know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze. Instead of stones, iron. I will make your overseers peace and your taskmasters righteousness. Violence shall no more be heard in your land devastation or destruction within your borders. You shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sh- the sun shall be no more light, shall be no more your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give you light. But the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun shall no more go down, nor your moon withdraw itself, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of mourning shall be ended. Your people shall all be righteous. They shall possess the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I might be glorified. The least one shall become a clan, the smallest one a mighty nation. I am the Lord, in its time I will hasten it. Now, I, need to, I just need you to hear that real quick first as I ask this question. Where in this does it say that you are unqualified for what the Lord has called us into? Where in this does it say it? Where in this passage does it say, does it show any, those that are, those that are His sons and daughters, that are co-heirs with Christ, that their inheritance is the kingdom of heaven, where in this does it say that you are unfit? For what the Lord has for you. For what the Lord has for this house. For what the Lord has for this community. It doesn't say it anywhere. And this is what, and we'll come back to this passage, but this is what the Lord said to me this morning. And I don't know who needs to hear it. Maybe it was just for me. But we cannot think that the tearing down of the kingdom of darkness was going to be pretty. Pretty. We cannot think that it was just going to be this thing that all of a sudden overnight the kingdom of heaven was established and we all rejoice and saying kumbaya by the fire. But for some reason that's what we've thought. And we see the world, what we're saying is getting worse. But I'm saying if you're going to pull up a tree, the deeper the roots, the more dirt they're holding on to. You pull and pull and pull and pull and pull and pull and pull and, pull and, pull and you will make a mess. There will be a hole there, a void that needs to be filled. Tree still has to be removed. It looks messy, it looks rough, it looks painful. But if we are serious about the establishing of the kingdom of heaven, then what was once there has to be removed first. And when was the taking over and establishing of a new kingdom ever quiet and easy? It wasn't. There's never been a time in history where some kingdom just came to be invaded and said, okay, that's cool with me. Ever. And we're not talking about, we're not talking about land and property and wealth. We're talking about an enemy that's sole desire is trying to hurt God to the point that God would intervene on our behalf that he could get off free because he knows where he ends up. So he is desperate To destroy you, hoping that God will do something on your behalf. And when an enemy, when a a wild animal is wounded, they are more dangerous than when they were fully healthy. And we are looking right now at an animal that is completely and totally dangerous because we are seeing a world of people that were set back. I mean, think about this for a second. We talked about this a lot coming back to church that we would not establish again just a routine to sit in because we worshiped as an idol the routine of church. And we will not do it again. That was unable to be seen until we were removed from this place, forcibly. You cannot meet. And then all of a sudden we took a step back and it's like God said, go to your rooms. You need to think about what you've done for just a second. And and then some of us needed to keep going back. But I'm telling you, I saw church differently in that time where I could not be with you. I saw the importance of you and the importance of me with you that had been lost to the generations. You think the enemy didn't recognize what we were recognizing? I think about this every single day. I cannot escape it. I hope you are the same. I cannot escape this thought. We are members one of another. I can't get away from it. I, th- I could teach on that every Sunday. That should show the significance of what the Lord is trying to say, the message, message that He is trying to get across. But if we are beginning to recognize that we are members one of another, connected to one another, made for each other, we then can establish the kingdom of heaven in fullness. The body of Christ operating as it's meant to operate, and if that's true, he loses his foothold on this earth. He loses his power and he loses his authority. He only had it because we ignored him and allowed him to go. Unchecked. So I say that to you this morning for your encouragement, that the worst things get, praise God. It's a big it's a big tree with deep roots that we are ripping out to establish something new. Something that is dead that needs to go first before what is new can be planted. Before what is new can be established, it may look really bad, but praise God. Because I'm also seeing people awaken to the reality of God like they've not ever been awakened to it before. I'm seeing people that want to, and just, we should know this. We didn't think about this. This is a detail that we overlooked. But he said that we would be the father going out to meet the prodigal sons and daughters. What made the prodigal son come back? He had hit rock bottom. That means things had to be as worse, as bad as they could be in his story before he recognized where he belonged. Things have got to get bad. There are so many of us in here that the Lord didn't get our attention until we hit that place of rock bottom. And he's grabbing the attention of the world now. So it goes steeper and steeper, and I've had this conversation so many times of just, I never thought I'd live to see this day, and... All this stuff. And I'm just like, man, but do you not know what you're in? You're in the invasion where the kingdom of heaven would be what reigns in authority and power. And it is recognized in the kingdom of darkness that has been established and allowed to grow for so long. is being ripped from its ground, its roots being cut off. But it's got to look bad. It's going to look hard. It's going to look painful. It has to. There have been pieces of this that have been painful for us. And in that pain, we've seen God more clearly. In areas that it's like, man, I worship the routine of just being at church. I worship the routine of just waking up on Sunday and this is what you did. And then it was taken from me. And then they said, don't don't get around each other. It's like, oh man, I actually really miss these people. I miss getting to sing songs with them. I miss getting to... Just just practice and just talk to them about the songs that we're going to sing. Things like that. I miss sitting there and reflecting on a word and wondering what faces are going to be looking back at me when the Lord delivers this word. But these were things that were lost to us. lost. We were, we were not recognizing the value of them any longer. Now they're back. It looked bad, but God did an amazing thing in it. So it looks bad. But God is doing an amazing thing. He is ripping out what is not of Him to establish what is of Him. Last week we talked, we talked about talking. Not allowing corrupting talk to leave your lips, but only what is edifying for those around you for the body of Christ. That we would establish the kingdom of heaven with each and every word that leaves our lips. And the main thing is recognizing what we preach And how we live. That those two are connected and they look the same. I have been fascinated. I was just sharing with Shorty. So just consumed by this thought of how can we preach one thing. And then immediately in the next breath speak against it. With our actions. I mean it's crazy to me. I can't understand it. And then we justify the thing that is going against what we say we believe in, because of how you feel in the moment of it. We justify putting someone down. We justify joining in the campaign of destruction over someone's life because of how I feel about them, because of something they did. And now they deserve this. We speak of being of the kingdom of light and establishing the kingdom of heaven on Sundays, and then Monday through Saturday, we join in the campaign of darkness to destroy what we just said we are seeking to establish. That cannot be. What a correcting word. What a It's not a convicting word, because there's no guilt in it, but the Lord is showing you, and He's like taking this standard of Jesus, and He's not just putting it on display. Last week was like, I'm going to smack you across the face with the standard of Jesus, until you feel... What you're missing. Because it cannot exist anymore. We cannot contribute. We cannot contribute to the destruction and the reestablishing of the kingdom that the Lord is asking us to tear down. The sons and daughters cannot join in with that. We are members one of another. Amen. He has called us into great in amazing things. He's called us to be this community's church that they would feel our presence, the communities that we're in, that they would feel our presence, that they would feel us, they would feel us there in their corner when they're hurting, when they're broken, that they would feel us and know that we are there. We've been called to go out to the prodigals seeking to return home, a home that they've never seen, but are made for. All things are made for and by Him. For him and by him, that includes every living being on this earth, every person that draws breath, every person that ever was, every person that ever will be, was made for him. They just don't all know it yet; they had not been introduced to him. But that doesn't matter because they were still made for him. That doesn't change the reality of their life. They were made for him. It's important to recognize again when the son decided to return home was when he hit bottom. So when people in this community, one of them, when they're in need, when they're hurting, when they're lost, when they're broken, that's when they need to see us. Amen? This week, our community has been hurting. There are many in this room that carry hurt in here from this week, myself included. This week was a doozy. Like, it was rough. Each and every day, you're just like, man, this is so sad. Losing people, uh, losing relationships with people that we've loved and didn't expect to go, and uh, losing relationships with people that we've we've tried to love on but they just refuse it. I mean, it's just we've had. It's been a tough week for several of us in here. It's been difficult. It's been difficult for our community. And in these moments of brokenness, they have to, they have to see us there. They have to see us in the room with them. Invited or not, be there willing and ready with open arms, whatever you need. They need to know, and even if it just goes as far as that, whatever you need, let me do it for you. That's that's what changes this community. That's how they feel the presence of God And so this is getting into what we need to share this morning. We are all so unique. Amen? Amen. I love thinking about this. I reflect about it all the time. It's just fascinating to me. We are all so unique, and you will never exist again. And you exist here and now. That's profound. We've said it before, but every time I say it, I am still blown away. That you, you do not exist ever again in this story. You exist right now. And for some reason, you and I exist together. What are the odds of that? It's insane to me. It can't be anything but God. It can't be anything but God. I look at, you know, I don't know if I've told you this, but I'm having a little girl. Uh, I'm going to plug that every time I can. Uh, but then I look at our story and I look at our, little, our boys and now this girl, I'm just like, this can't be anything but God. This can't be anything but God. Especially when I look at their lives spiritually, I look at Liam and I'm like, oh man, you're me again. And you struggle with what I struggle with already. But then I see Kai who will not deal with these things that Liam and I will defeat. The strongholds in our in our families, that will be ended with Liam and I, and, and my father, who's actively a participant in this, to, dis, to destroy what the enemy has established in the men in my family over many years. And then I look at Kai, I'm like, oh, you're the, you're the one. You're the one that doesn't have it. It's broken with you. And now, boom, little girl, it's her turn. Sarah's time to establish things, set things free. And it's just like, this can't be anything but God. This can't be anything but God. And these three kids will exist in the time that they will exist and they will never exist again. And they were given to us. And we just happened to find each other. It's like, this is mind-boggling to me. Just absolutely profound. Just insane. I think about this. I've told you I love football and I'm also a bit of a romantic, so I'm always watching all these people in the stands. And I'm thinking about how many of them actually even know each other or come across one another. I mean, Texas Tech, just down the road, huge campus. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that went to Texas Tech and never saw one another, never interacted with one another. Their lives will never cross. And for some reason... certain group of people, their lives, individuals, their lives will cross and then they will just go on this journey together. They'll build a family. They'll do all these amazing things. Best friends will be made. Business partners. All this kind of stuff that just happens because you just happen to be in this place at this time where you would meet this person. It's like, this is insane. The rabbit hole. We're going down it a little bit. It's insane to me. And we will never exist in this capacity again. Ever. And yet we exist now. And we lose, we, we stop reflecting on that, and so we we forget the value in that of every person. Every person on this earth. The people you get along with, the people you don't get along with, they'll never exist again, and for some reason they exist with you now. And it wasn't for division. Because you were made for one another. We are here now, and we are called to establish the kingdom. As only you can. Look at 1 Corinthians 12. I need us to hear this this morning. Reflecting on Isaiah 60, what we just read. Speaking to you. Receive that individually. That this is a call over your life. That you are that significant. You are that unique. Now, 1 Corinthians 12, 4. Now, there are varieties of gifts. But the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and every one. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Again, just driving home the point that we're unique, we're significant, we're individuals. Jump down to verse 18. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as He chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has anointed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, ministering and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret. But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will, still, I will show you still a more excellent way you are unique you are significant knowing that believing that recognizing that this is the time that you have been anointed for look at what God has spoken over this house over many years we have talked about it constantly it's important that we talk about it that we reflect upon it all the time that we continue to remind ourselves what the Lord has spoken over us but there's this shift that needs to happen in our thinking he gave us the vision he gave us the marching orders for this season that we're in right now in His perfect timing because you are here. We think of the visions of God, the things that He speaks over us as something that we have to make ourselves fit into. That's the way of the world. If you want to work for a company, they have a vision. You either get on board with that or you get out. There's no, there's no changing. It's, this is the way we're doing it. So join or, or be gone. Now the Lord speaks what He's going to speak and you either desire to be obedient or not. There's no, there's no arguing with that. It's a yes or a no. But the thing that we need to recognize is that you have existed in the heart of God since the beginning of time and so has His vision for this time that you would be in. They go hand in hand. We think that we have to like, get this ladder to step into the things that God has for us. No, this journey has been anointed for this vision, for this time, because you are here. You were made for it. It was made for you. They go together. They are, they are cohesive to one another. There's this, this correcting that needs to happen in our thinking of the vision that the Lord has given. He spoke what He spoke with you in mind. Knowing that from the beginning of time where you existed in His heart, you existed in His heart with this vision for this day. That He knew that in 2020 we would enter into this season and it is unlike anything we've ever seen in our lifetimes before. And that He would speak things to us. He would speak about us going to to find the prodigal sons and daughters and bring them home and He knew that you would be there. And He placed you there because this is the vision that He had for this day. And I will send Amy. She will be a part of it. She is made for it. Already. Already. If you are a son, if you are a daughter of God, you have been made for the vision of your day that the Lord has spoken. You have been anointed since the beginning of time. There's no earning it. There's no working towards it. That's why when the Lord speaks it, unless He says it's coming, it's for right now because you are here and you have been anointed since the beginning of time for this vision because He made you for it. And He released you in this day and age for this vision that He would give. Just because we were brought into it later doesn't mean... That you have to work your way into it. No, you were made for it. It was a part of you. It was a a member of your heart. It was a piece of who you are since the beginning of time. That you would be one that brought home the prodigal sons and daughters in a time of great awakening. That you would be one that stands with this pillar that holds up what God is doing. This revival that is being released. That you would be one that helps Rip out the tree, the kingdom of darkness, this dead tree that something new could be planted. You are the one. He had this vision in his heart for this time. It's the same as Jesus. Look at Jesus. The time that Jesus came, the vision over his life existed with him since the beginning of time. And he was placed in it when the time was right. And Jesus' perfect theology If you want to argue with Him, take it up with Him. Jesus is perfect theology and He lived the way that we are meant to live. He showed us what life is possible for us and He was set in a time where the vision was waiting for Him. Where what was always meant to be could be and He was released in the time that it was meant to be. So too have you been released on this earth for the vision that is right now. If you want to know what your purpose is, look at what the Lord has said. That he wants to do, there's your purpose. You found it. That's it. Is there individual marching orders for each and every soldier? Absolutely. But do you have your general vision and purpose that is more specific to you than anything else? I'm not just talking about, hey, you're a son of and daughter, and you get to go to heaven someday. I'm not talking about the generic things that we get to encounter, the amazing things we get to encounter, but not the things that you just find in here, the things that are significant to your day. Because you are significant. And you are unique, and you will never exist again. And God did not waste that. He is not a wasteful God. He did not just roll the dice on when you would come into this earth. (coughs) Excuse me. On when you would come into this earth and say, Oh, hey, this might work if I do this. It's not what it is. That's not the God that we serve. This is a God. The God that we serve is a God that spoke things into creation, and they have not stopped... creating since He spoke them into existence, and He can hold all of that in His hand. I'm not talking about the little world. I'm talking about the universe and everything in it and all of the creation that continues to go on and go on and go on and go on because He spoke it once. He can hold all of that. As it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, He's still holding it in His hands. This m- mighty God has had a plan for you to exist right now. And then he was going to share with you when the time was right. This is why you are here. That you would bring the prodigal sons and daughters home, that the community, that the communities that you're in would feel your presence, that they would know who I am, they would know my heart for them, that they would encounter my kindness. You have been equipped, you have been anointed to be vessels for his kindness since the dawn of time, since before that. This vision that he has released is not one that we have to earn our way into. It is one that you have been made for since the beginning of time. And He released you on this day and age for this time, knowing what He would speak over your story and you are perfectly and totally and completely equipped and anointed to do it. So we need to stop thinking of this as some far off thing that we are not qualified for. That's not it. Again, I will say in Isaiah 60, where in there does it say you are unqualified, you must earn it? Not once. You can use your notes on that that test. It doesn't say it one time. It only talks about the future glory of Israel. We are in that time. And we have been called to establish the kingdom of heaven in the places that we exist right now. And He called you to it knowing that He had released you for it. He calls you to it because you have been released for it. You have been released on this earth. You need to see yourself as more significant than you see yourself. You have been released on this earth. There's a power that comes in recognizing that. There's a power that comes in recognizing that He released me onto the earth for the vision that He had for me. It's not later, it's for right now. You are not lacking anything right now. You are perfectly equipped and anointed to walk in everything He has called us to walk in right now. So stop waiting for some day when you feel more ready. And this is, again, these are things that the Lord speaks to me. Very easy one that He spoke to me this week. I get, a, I get caught up in the busyness. The things that He gives me to do and somehow I let those things that He's allowing me to be a part of to be burdensome. I'm not looking at him right. I get to do this. I get to work on behalf of my Savior. And I get to establish His kingdom. And it was real simple. How many of us go through a checkout line and just give them the product, stick your thing in the machine, do the thing, no, I don't want a receipt, grab your deal and go. And we don't even take the time to look at the person Across from us that we were made to encounter right then. And you are made for a kindness to establish kindness in their story. And that's the moment you get to do it. Just thinking about this, this going through a drive through this week. And this person gives me my order. And the Lord's like, you know, make eye contact, give them a smile, be kind. Okay, I mean, we can be really rude and just the, yeah, go, thank you, great. Just in our zoned out busyness. And as I'm driving away, he's like, I can guarantee you will never see that person again. Like, oh. Was the kindness of God established in that moment. Because I was made to do that. He anointed me and he released me. Said so this day and age, 2021, at this time, someone needs to encounter them with kindness and I release Parker to do it. You are released and you are more significant than you know that you will ever know. And I'm not asking you to do anything extra, but simply believe that you are that much more significant than you can ever comprehend. And that you are perfectly and completely and fully anointed for this time, for this place, for this day. And the vision that he has spoken is just for clarifying steps for you so that you know what it is in your day-to-day, what it's to look like, what you will be doing, because that vision was made for you and you were made for it. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.